0: All right, everyone, as you guys may have guessed, we are here to talk all things She-Hulk episode seven today. And honestly, I think Katie and I both agree. We really liked this one. Super pumped to talk about it in depth and get into episodes eight and nine or what we think is happening in episodes eight and nine. So as always, I'll let Katie take it away. Yeah, I immediately told you, you know, and I, I was like, she asked me how I how I felt about it. And I was like, yep, this did it for me. This is what I needed. Those three middle episodes that just felt like an elongated filler. Gone. In the rear view, in my opinion. I loved this episode. I don't know if it's because of the ca- other characters, which makes me sad because I don't want to feel like I'm only liking it when there's, I guess this is a cameo? I guess, I guess. I I don't really see it as a cameo, but so I I hope it's not just because I, I like having some of these other cameos in it but yeah i really i really enjoyed this episode i just thought it was so fun i also thought you know we've talked a lot throughout the episodes about jen's you know development as a character and development really as a woman being comfortable in her own skin and i thought that there was a lot of work done in this episode to bring kind of what we've seen home to roost right you know she's really starting to come to terms with what it means to be jennifer versus what it means to be She-Hulk, and how she can appreciate both sides of her. So even from that aspect, I thought it, you know, really paid off as well. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I said to Taylor, too, in the same conversation, well, I like to be right. And (laughs) I was right about two things, actually, and one being is she was really on this journey of figuring out Jen and She-Hulk, how they can kind of live in that same space together, and I feel like this episode we saw that come wide open and, you know, Emil of all people broke that out of her and she was comfortable to talk about it and, you know, had this acceptance finally, I think. And then on top of that, and I have to say I was right because I kept saying that was coming. We were seeing the struggle internally and I I was ready for that culminating point. So glad we got that. I'm not going to yet get to what the other thing I was right about because I don't want to jump around the episode far too much. I think it works best when we try to handle it in a semi chronological order for everyone. But um, when we get there, I was also right about it. That's all I'm going to say. You guys probably know what that is, but yeah. you know we're going to hold off on getting in depth into it because I know that's going to you know bridge a lot into what we have to talk about, especially going into episodes eight and nine. There was a certain character that has been rumored to come, we know is coming, still didn't come in today, so we'll dive into that a little bit more. Well, then I was right about something else. (laughs) Okay, we'll get to those at the end. Well, no, because that one's actually correct, and you just brought it up, so I'm just going to say it. Actually, you were not here. This was the episode in which Davis guessed, but I was right in saying there was a rumor going around that... The certain person that Taylor is referring to, which... Daredevil! Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know why we're playing, like, the he who shall not be named, like, we all know who we're talking about, wouldn't come in until 8 or 9. And I, I shared that, I said, I don't know how, like, I, I'm not gonna stand on that ground, per se, I don't know, it's a rumor I saw, but that I told everybody, told all of you, don't be prepared to see him the next episode, because I didn't think we were going to. Now it's two episodes later, and, you know, all we have left is 8 and 9, so looks like someone was correct not just me but because obviously I bought into the rumor but whoever started <laughs> the rumor or said the rumor like I said before it seemed to come from a reliable source but you never know so we'll just point out that correct again so yeah you know, I'm three for three Ah, uh, yes if you're not counting any of the other ones that you were wrong about you're because <laughs> that's totally how math that is how my math works, yes. Thank you very much. If anybody ever wonders, Caitlin was a comm major in So math, were you. So I'm just saying. Math? I'm just saying, a comm major, you know what? So were you. So you can step back on that one. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, we don't math as a general rule. No. But anyway, aside, let's start from the beginning of the episode. So we open... Jen's getting ready for a date. We've all been there. You know, you're very excited. You're getting ready. She takes a shot. Relatable again, <laughs> Jennifer, you know, and then we see the kind of montage of her and Josh on all these dates. They finally sleep together. She seems so happy. And I was just like, I just was so happy for Jen. I was like, Jen gets to be Jen with a guy who likes her. Like, not She-Hulk, you know, and that, you know, she gets into that later. But like, It was fun to see. In the back of my mind, obviously I know the suspicions that we had and we'll get to that in a little bit. But it was still nice to have to see her happy because I think Jen has been even when she's quote unquote happy, there's like a cloud over her. Like, does this person really like me for me or does this person like me for She Hulk? And I think for once in the show we got to really see her comfortable in her own skin, happy in her own skin as Jennifer. And then obviously that does not pan out, but for a hot second, it was happy. I was happy to see Jen happy. I have to laugh because we are defining that there are two different types of viewers to this show. You saw those scenes and you were like, she's happy. I was watching those scenes like, Jen, you're being stupid. Like, I was like, you're being dumb. This is suspicious. Stop doing everything you're doing. This man is a no-go. Why are you doing what you're doing? Like, the entire time, I just was like, this isn't cute. Get him out of your house. Like, And so, clearly, two different types of viewers. (laughs) One is much more suspicious of men, I think, than others. (laughs) It's not that I'm not suspicious of men. I just chose to compartmentalize what I knew was probably a bad dude to enjoy once. Seeing Jennifer happy. I just, I knew, I, I felt it in my gut. I was like, girl, this is so bad. This is so bad. And so when it finally ended, as in like that little montage, I was like, thank God. He's like, this is not good. This is not good. I knew how bad it already was going to be. And then obviously it got worse, but we didn't know that yet. So let's, you know, we, we're we going through this episode. He's ghosting her. Rip. That hurts. That's not fun. Yeah. I can't really relate, <laughs> <but> Unfortunately, <laughs> listeners, I can. <laughs> and for all of you who also can, you know it freaking sucks. And I'm not... Yeah, and I'm, I'm 100% sure it does. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I can't, like, directly relate to that part of the show. However... We've all been Jennifer, except for apparently Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But uh, uh, really quick, I do want to just point out, you know, a lot of these scenes... I think just add to my admiration for how they've made this character, like, again, really relatable. Like, we talked about it in the first three episodes a lot. I think maybe four through six were a little drier, you know, in that sense, where I was like, just wasn't really vibing with it as much. But this episode, I was like, it's back. Like, it felt like tonally it was back to one through three. And I was like returning to that place where I was like, Jen's going through this experience. I've had this experience. I see myself in Jennifer. And those are the scenes that make me really enjoy the show where I'm like, insert me and change the location to New York. This is my life. Sometimes not as glamorous, but cute. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And honestly, I felt that way even last episode with like the bridesmaid kind of thing and that vibe. I mean, I've never necessarily been a bridesmaid, but I like understood just like the vibe around it. I was like, yeah. Yep. But, so, she obviously relates here. She gets ghosted. I'm sitting there like, don't do it. <laughs> and no. She's fighting every everything inside her. Fast forward, we end up, she has to go check on a meal. Now, I'm just going to throw this out here immediately. Only Marvel could make me end up loving a meal. I literally would protect him with my life, I, even though he's abomination and totally can handle himself. I'm like, look at this little bean. <laughs> like, I he's like, well, I was trying to save my chicken. <laughs> I know <laughs> It was my favorite chicken. I was like, okay. this Princess. And then did you catch later where they brought yeah. it around? He was like, hi, princess. She's so cute. <laughs> I was like, I love him so much. I know. I know. And so I was like, okay, perfection. Yeah. And Especially I, because he's like, I hated him in the Incredible Hulk. I was like yes. this guy if he got like totally taken out by a torpedo, which is supposed to be underwater, but like for whatever reason he got torpedoed, sure. I'd be cool with it. But now I'm like somebody torpedoes Emil, I'm going to go after them because I love him so much. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so I'm in love with Emil, and only Marvel could make me sit here and like do a full 180 on it. How and We all know I have my fascination with the abomination, but, like, only Marvel could truly make me do a 180. No, what am I saying? I'm such a liar. Look at me. Literally, Bucky was a villain. (laughs) Wanda (laughs) was a villain. Loki was a villain. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was like, this kind of fits your whole thing. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) And then, you know, Black Widow literally, like, dropped a building on a little girl. And, like, (laughs) yeah. So, let's backtrack. Just ignore everything I just said. because actually. this makes a lot of sense and honestly I will say too like I think they've done a really good job basically ever since Black Panther of making their villains like likable or like empathetic like we talk all the time about Killmonger I think the most recent example then was why am I blanking Christian Bale's character Gore. Gore the God Butcher you know really well written villains but they not only are now writing better villains they're actually rehabbing old villains in a really cool way which is just as cool, and I like admire yeah. that so much. Well, when you said it, I mean, even in episode three, when he's having his parole, you know, we talked about it. He was becoming like we were seeing his side of the story, and we were understanding him for who he was. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, there's a degree too that like, if you take out the part where literally the government like it's an order for him, and he did what he had to do. Well, when he was an abomination, like, not an abomination, when he was abomination. (laughs) uh, But he, like, I I think something we don't always remember, and I know I don't always think about, is, like, Bruce always said, the Hulk was a different person for him. And the Hulk, for a long time, he had no control. Like, it took a lot to get him to come back to being Bruce. And I, I think we don't always think about that, but that's what Emile went through. So when he became abomination, I mean... The man was not thinking, like, I'm going to destroy Harlem. Like, he wasn't thinking. He he was not in control. Well, it actually, and I know we've talked so many times about the relationship between the Hulks and the various iterations of the Hulk coming from, obviously, Bruce's original and how it's related to the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. And I, when you were saying that, I kept thinking about John telling his best friend, who unfortunately his name escapes me, in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, saying hey, you know, I don't know if I should do this. And his friend said, yeah, but it, it just, you know, amplifies who you are. It amplifies what you want. And that being like a justification because you're a good dude. But like, if you think about meal, what does meal want? He wants to complete the mission. Yeah. So if you're amplifying that then in the abomination, then it doesn't matter what the collateral damage is because at the end of the day, he's going to complete the mission. And that desire is amplified umpteenth million fold because yes. of the serum, which is, you know, not even, as we pointed out, a perfect or even relatively good serum because you don't have the brains, Bruce, behind it. Yeah, well, exactly. So I love this 180 we get from Emil, And so as we go through this episode, <laughs> which I didn't expect it to be the whole episode, but it, it was perfect the way it was. It really was. So I'm happy it, that it turned out the way it did. But as we go throughout the episode... You know, obviously, Jen's like desperate to get service. She's like not happy with being there. That and montage of her no service, all I know over the thing. that was awesome. I was dying, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, what a very unique and creative way to show that to us. Too. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool from like a design perspective. Yeah, but then, and I, this is probably my favorite part of the episode. And there were so many highs in this episode for me to say that. Like, it does mean a lot here when. And I don't know if they even said his name. But the guy who walks in at the very... Like, they're all already in the meeting room and during the thing. And the guy who walks in. And Jen, like, obviously has recognition. And I, I literally sat here. I was like, I don't know who this dude is. I know. I was like, who is this person? But then she breaks the fourth wall to literally be like, you probably don't remember this dude. So let's do it. If he wasn't in the previously on, let's do it again. Yeah. And let me show you who this guy is. And they did it. And I kid you not... I was like, oh my god, she's like read my mind like I know this was like part of the show. I'm not stupid like I'm not like, but I genuinely like that is the first time I think she broke the fourth wall in a way that I genuinely just felt like like she just saw my thoughts and just was like, I got you yeah let's let's roll it back because if he wasn't showed earlier, you have no idea who this dude is and why I'm reacting this way so Let's do it again. It was also cool, and I, I do want to spend some time with the guys in the circle because... Oh, for sure. Jen's big bros are my new <laughs> favorite super group, but one of the things I thought was so interesting was for the first time, we saw Jen lose control as She-Hulk. She changes, and obviously that was a purposeful and intentional change because I don't think Jen really changes unless she wants to, but she allowed herself to lose control and throw this guy across the room. Yeah, You know, and I was like, wow, this is, this is giving me some Bruce vibes. And I, you know, I like that Jen can control herself. I think the way they've tied that to her femininity and her experience as a woman is really cool. But it was also interesting to see that there is that breaking point, you know, and when he says, you know, you'd think I was a supervillain the way I came at you or whatever. And she was like, four on one, four men on one woman, you are a supervillain. I was like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I, like I said that was my favorite part of the episode was her breaking the fourth wall to pretty much be like I got you guys I know you're a little confused I know you're not remembering so let's go back and we got this and I was like okay great and then when they sit down in therapy oh my god (laughs) Um, these scenes were some of my favorite scenes of all Disney plus tv amazing I honestly (laughs) was just so thrown off by by what was going on, but also it was just perfection, in my opinion. So I'm like, <laughs> there's not even... I, I sat there and I just was enjoying it. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of this show has been for me, was I can sit back and just enjoy a lot of it. And I know Davis even was making that point when he was here. We don't have to sit there and look for every little Easter egg or every maybe like slight mention of something or this, that, and another. I can literally sit there and be like... I don't need to think too hard about Manbo Yeah. Like, I don't need to put that much effort into this character. I don't need to sit there and feel like I need to search him up or anything else. I'm like, no, he's here. He's entertaining me. I'm having a good time watching this. He has a total bromance with El Aguila. Like, yeah. I was living for that. Yeah. And when they kept calling them codependent, I was like, <laughs> oh my god. And then the vampire guy, I was like, is this a hint at way? Like, that I, was the I one the where I was thing. like, he thinks he's a vampire. Is this the first time we're really talking about vampires in the MCU? I think it is. And that's not yeah, an accident. No, I thought the same thing as soon as they they mentioned what his, I say, crux <laughs> <laughs> is. So I was really intrigued. And just like, it seemed random. I know it does. But it genuinely pulled together a lot, in my opinion. And I just like, I was enjoying all of it. But before we move away from Vampire Dude, I will say, he makes a very interesting comment at one point when they're, like, giving Jen life advice, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Cash. Um, And he, and I know it's in his character because he thinks he's a vampire. I know exactly what you're gonna say. But he literally goes, does he want your blood? Yeah. And I, and you saw Jen's face was like, wait, like, she did trip up a little bit on that because she was like... Huh? And I don't know if it was because it was so weird, it, yeah, or if she kind of was putting together like, well, especially because one of the guys who attacked her from her bl- for her blood was sitting two feet to her left. But that's another thing, and I do want to bring this up. I thought it was weird we didn't get more background on him. Yeah. Like, obviously, we knew they worked for somebody. We got that confirmation back when they attacked her. I don't even remember what episode that is. I think three. I think so. And I thought it was a little weird that we didn't, like, ever breach that topic of, like, why would you attack me? Yeah. It was never really brought up. And so I thought that was kind of weird. And I, I'm i all for his arc of, yeah. like, clearly bettering himself. But I was like, you were hired by someone and you didn't finish the job, which is a whole other aspect that I think we have to take into account. And the fact that he had three friends who are not there with him. Well, exactly. So I thought that was really weird. And I was a little upset. That was probably the biggest part I was upset about. No. There's one other part, but that's just because I'm upset with Jen. <laughs> but I was just upset because I felt like we had an opportunity to start, and I know we'll get to the point where we definitely progressed that plot line, but I felt like this was a good place to get some more answers, and Agreed. I didn't really feel like we got that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I was kind of hoping we would get a little more on him, to your point. I also, I'm not going to lie, you know, he sat next to her the whole time, and and I kept, when she turned back... Thinking he was going to jump her? Yeah, yep. I kept waiting for him to so just shove I. a needle in her neck. So I. And did I was I. like, oh my god, it's going to happen as she's having this beautiful self-recognition moment. I thought the same thing. I was like, this guy, I, I'm too suspicious of this man. I don't yeah. believe he's here for full redemption. Yeah, and then he turned out to be like this little bean. And it was great, but I was like, the whole time, I was like, my antenna were on high alert. I was like, I am so ready for him not in like i'm really ready for him to do this but i was like i was prepared to like yes not be shocked when he like came at her because he too was like really pushing her to like be jen be jen be I Jen, know. and i was like that's because you know she's vulnerable and you want to go after her and you want to complete the job well, and that's another thing i want to know what changed. Like, I know he talks a little bit about like, he was he wanted power and he thought that the weapons he was using which <laughs> says guardian construction tools, which I think is funny, <laughs> um was going to give that to him and and, you know, XYZ, but I'm like, still going back to that point where I was like, you were hired out. You didn't yeah. just, it wasn't just about power because you attacked this person for a reason. Like, if you wanted power, there were so many other ways to have gone about doing that that you didn't do. So I, like, I don't know. I, I just felt like I wasn't getting a full story. That's fair. That's fair. I definitely, I don't know, like, there's a part of me that's still a little suspicious of him because I don't want to take them off the board yet as a pawn. But, because obviously they're, like, clearly not, you know, the puppet master, but... At the same time, like, I've grown to really enjoy the character, so I kind of don't want him to be a backstabber, and I don't know that she'll be going back to, what is it called, Summer Twilight or something? Yeah. I I thought was hilarious. And I agree, I don't, and I don't think we'll see that narrative, because I think that whole line, I mean, I don't think he's an important enough character to give him, like, a whole, he went through a redemption arc. And then he's bad again. Like, I just don't really think he's that... I don't even know his name. Like, I don't think he was given a name. No, they definitely said it because Emil yells at him a couple times, but I don't... I'm really bad at names. So am I. But then, you know, I didn't even realize they said it. I thought... I never even thought they did. So, regardless, like, he... me was named this episode, but, like, he didn't even have a name the first time. Yeah. Like, you know? So I don't think he's important enough for the entire plot to have that type of, like, like that's a Wanda style character arc that was built over like six films. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, I don't quite see that coming out of that. And I do think the construct, not the construction crew, the wrecking crew is off the board at this point because I think, for lack of better words, they were just a couple idiots hired to do a hit. Yeah. And they didn't do it. They realized that the threat was bigger than what these people could do, and so they're coming at her in a more tactful way, which. Let's get into that. Yeah, let's do it. First off, for our ladies out there, never trust a man whose name starts with J. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like we know this. So that was Jen's first mistake: was trusting a man whose name starts with J. But also, I kid you not, the anger I felt after all these men who have just met her was were going to kill for her, because this man disappointed her and let her down and 3 days later she's like with him no it was 3 days earlier he did that the night they slept together oh my god that made, i'm sorry jen <laughs> i was like, i didn't what okay to be fair i was watching this and like multitasking so i definitely only saw 3 days and this is how i was like well okay i have no uh, it was a flashback cuz now she's recovered that from that makes it. sense that makes sense I apologize to Jen. I held some harbored anger because I was like, Miss Girl, I even said this to you earlier and you didn't correct me. Well, to be fair, I mean, like, I don't know. I thought you were angry because he was sus and you were just mad that she like progressed the relationship, which I understood, but no. I didn't realize it was because you thought she went back to him. I yeah, I thought it said three days later. No, it was flashbacking oh. or flashing back. To, so um, I formally do apologize to <laughs> <laughs> On the record. Although, I stand with, <laughs> you never trust a guy whose name starts with J. <laughs> so that was still a lesson learned and something she should have looked out for prior to everything. But yeah, so now. <laughs> Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> the night that he was there, not three days later, all one night, all happened at the same time. <laughs> okay. Now we obviously saw what happened. Yeah ah, uh, mm. you know like i just <laughs> and i i assure you i didn't run out of words like genuinely i'm heated i'm angry for her listeners if you can tell <laughs> this is one of those very special episodes we get to do together and sometimes when we're in the same room we get a little giggly <laughs> this but, is one of those episodes <laughs> but truly truly i was so angry i was like she let this man in her house like this you're a lawyer <laughs> like you're a lawyer you see everything you hear about all these crimes and i don't care how long you've known somebody i don't know how long the montage was at the beginning of the episode far too long in my opinion but regardless three dates three dates okay three dates like girl girl in my opinion you're trusting too easily especially for being a lawyer and you're a superhero like, you've got all the stats <laughs> that should be like, you're really gonna think this through. Bruce did tell her birds poop on hulks, essentially. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as, yeah, they attract the people to them. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a, like, unless she's Jen, like, people see her. It's not like Captain America who puts on a baseball hat and, and some just, glasses. Yeah, and you're like, that's not a cop. I have <laughs> those glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a specimen. <laughs> Never not iconic. I know. I know. But I, it's not like you're fairly normal looking. Like when you're a Hulk, you're green. Like nobody just sees a green human being, a jacked green human being. Who's 10 foot tall. Yeah. So I'm like, girl, you're a target. You were told that by your cousin who's been in this realm for a lot longer than you. You were literally already attacked. And you're a lawyer who like actively worked on cases that I'm sure you heard about all sorts of things that happened. Why are we as trusting as we are? Like that was so aggravating. And now look what happened. So he obviously took data and stuff off her phone, took her blood, the blood. How did he take her blood? I don't know, but didn't it say on the text that he got it? I don't... I was trying to understand the <laughs> emojis. Like, I, I understood I it was, like, poke, needle, thumbs up. But I was, like, I didn't understand how he, like... I didn't either, but I just assumed if you're giving a thumbs up, it means it happened. We yeah, I mean, it. he took a picture of her, and I was, like, that's that was weird. Especially if <laughs> she's, like, just sleeping. I was, like, full like, like, on naked, God. too. Oh, was she? Oh well, yeah. I mean, well, I... Well, Yeah. <laughs> once again, I was multitasking, so there were times I, like, looked away. Also, I was sitting in a room where the sun was shining on me, so those dark scenes were hard to see. <laughs> and I was, like, staring at it, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I could see his figure. I could see when he, like, did the whole, like, phone thing and took the picture. But I really wasn't, like, paying enough attention to see then what was happening. Regardless, I assumed he got the blood. I didn't make that assumption, but it does make sense. He also then dropped contact with her, so I would assume mission was complete. Yeah. Here's the big question of the episode, and I think we may have answered it last week. Okay. Who's the Hulk King? (laughs) Yeah. So, I think now we can confirm that I think it's the leader. Oh, I totally agree with you. Obviously, if you guys were listening to us last week, we kind of talked about this, went on a semi-tangent about it. An important Um, tangent, nonetheless. I agree. And then also, I definitely broke it down a little bit more in a concise manner (laughs) on the blog. There's a lot of reasons, I think, and I, I don't know if we really articulated them as well last week as I think we can now. Yeah. For one, once again, I don't spend my free time watching The Incredible Hulk. I really doubt you do. But if you remember anything about it, Bruce was in contact with somebody. I think he was like, what, Mr. Pink or Blue or something like that? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about yes. that whole oh, thing. Oh, well then, here's something. I, I said this before, but when as soon as I showed the computer last week, it seemed very reminiscent of that, and that kind of builds the case to who it is. But then to find out, we find out, of course, in Incredible Hulk, that this Mr., I think it's Mr. Blue, it's a I color. I think you're right, yeah. It's a color, is Samuel Stern. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Now, that's really not the important part, It's the fact that he's the one who sort of helps make the abomination, and still not the important part. After he makes the abomination, obviously, good old Emil is not really actively in charge of his body at the time, and hits him, kind of just like creates chaos in the lab, takes off. And in the process, some of Bruce's blood seeps into a wound in Samuel's head, and we see his head like bubble really uncomfortably. And, um, (laughs) you know. In 2008, we probably had a lot of theories, and then by 10 years later, we were over the theories because they happened 10 years ago. We were just like, ooh, there's another plot thread that Marvel decided yeah. never to pick up again. But now we're thinking we're gonna get right back to that, because Samuel Stern, if you're not aware, becomes the leader, who also happened to just be named the villain in the new Captain America movie. I remember, and I said this in the blog, thinking it was pretty weird we were getting a villain for a movie that barely started filming. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that was a little strange, being having a villain named out. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. And then that episode She-Hulk came out. Yeah. And so, I think there's a lot of things, in my opinion, confirming who this would be. And it makes sense why he would want Hulk blood. I mean, first off, he was a scientist. Well, that was kind of what he was studying. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like his, like, like subject matter expertise. And thing. Bruce was sending him his blood. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised, and I think... If anything, we're, we're stepping up to see this. And it makes sense why this would lead right into New World Order then. Yeah. Like, this is setting him up for that. So while he's technically, I think, in my opinion, going to be sort of the big bad of this show, exactly, this is really his origin of of showing what he's going to do in the next cap. I actually think if we're going to talk about similar kind of villain entries, I see him very similarly to Kingpin in the sense that, like, In Hawkeye, in the sense that, like, he was the big bad the whole time, and they have, like, one fight scene, but he gets away, and now he's gonna be an Echo, and now he's gonna probably be, I mean, he is, he was on stage, but now he's gonna be back in Daredevil, born again. So it's, like, that was, like, he was the big bad, yes, but he wasn't defeated, it was just setting him up to go on to new things, and I think we're gonna see the same thing with the leader. I agree. And I think it's very fitting, and and to your point, it's a plot thread that, you know, we thought all was kind of dropped. Because to be fair, I think Marvel for a long time would do anything but admit the Incredible Hulk pretty much existed. Well, and that too, and we've talked about this before, like there's a lot of rights issues, and yeah. the rights are starting to revert back to Marvel in the next couple of years. So I think that's why we're starting to see things like a possible world where Hulk being talked about, or what's the other Planet one? Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. You know, and that's why we're seeing Hulk off-world now potentially setting up those things, because for the first time in 15 years, they actually will have the opportunity to really play with that character in non-ensemble films, because if you notice, he's only ever been with other characters. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I agree. So, I think, if anything, this proves more. But, going off the fact that I think he got her blood, I think mission accomplished, Yeah. I think we need to be concerned on to why it's going to be used. Now, if it is the leader... I mean, first off, we gotta fill in the blanks of where he's been for, like, 15 years. Yeah, like, what has he been up to? Yeah, because obviously we knew the abomination, Emil, was in prison. That makes sense. But I'm a little... And not that I thought he would be in prison. He didn't really necessarily do anything wrong. I mean, like, maybe there's some gray there, but, like... They weren't worried about him when Harlem was literally being torn apart. Well, yeah, and there's really no way, almost no way to trace what happened in Harlem back to him. Yeah. So he, like, basically was able to wash his hands a bit and go on with his life other than his, like, seriously deformed head. And the fact that he should be turning green. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. I'm sure he was pretty much, you know, hidden away. I I don't think for a second this guy's walking around like Megamind. Like, I don't think... Literally, that was what I was trying to think of. Like, I was like, what does this guy remind me of? Megamind. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he's, like, out here doing anything of that nature. I think he's been hidden away. It's what he seems to do best. He goes under aliases and hides away. Okay. I'm sure he continued his studies, especially now that he's, like, technically a Hulk, well, and not to mention, you know, Bruce made a big deal about how Jennifer's genes were different. Like, they were just different enough that they allowed her to do some things that he couldn't do and things like, like control that. control it. Exactly. And that's something the leader doesn't necessarily have the right to do. He is green and big-brained, literally, pretty much permanently. Like, that's yeah. not something he can just reverse. Versus Jen has that ability to seamlessly go in and out. And I do wonder if that would be a want for him to understand if he could inject himself. Although we've learned injecting yourself with other people's blood is like, not smart. (laughs) And it almost never ends well. Yeah, pretty much. So I think this is just guaranteeing that. Uh, I don't know why Josh wanted a picture of her. I don't know if it's like proof. I don't know. I just thought it was creepy. Oh, I thought it was creepy too. I'm also intrigued because he went off her phone and was copying stuff off of her phone. And I'm thinking, well, she's a lawyer, so she probably has quite a bit of confidential stuff on there. But to, like, what degree that somebody part of Intelligentsia would want? So you think the leader's behind the Intelligentsia? Well, he's a member. So is Ulysses Claw, who's dead now, but... But also was confirmed all the way back in, was that Age of Ultron? Yeah. I wanted to say that in the blog post, but I couldn't remember if it was Age of Ultron or not, that we saw the file. I think it was. I think it was, because that's where he loses part of his art. Yeah. Love Ultron. Um, (laughs) But Ultron sometimes makes me sympathetic to Wanda. (laughs) So, regardless, we've seen this before. This was literally, like, a tiny little egg that we saw way back when. And so knowing that the leader that's already been established so this thing has been around for years i just wonder how many other villains are in this bad guy poop on girls club well not even that i'm thinking was the leader the one who started it all together timeline wise he's the earliest that we know of like i would not be surprised yeah so i'm fully thinking like I'm not worried about this all being combined or like connected it is in my brain. Like I see where everything's crossing. I'm just intrigued because I'm like, you know, I'm going to theoretically say that everything we sh- we saw on the show has been her cases. Like I don't think we've there's been like other cases she's worked since we've started the show. You know what I wonder? Because she's in the superhuman division, if he's trying to recruit other superhumans and do genetic testing. Oh, well, I wasn't gonna go there. I was just thinking, you know, from what we've already seen, like, what are we... Well, because think, wouldn't he want Mr. Immortal's powers? You know what I mean? Like, how can you recreate some of these, or even the Light Elf? The ability to change your appearance into anyone else? Like... Think about that. Like, I could see that as being a motivation, especially as someone whose background is as a scientist, is understanding what makes them different and how can it be replicated, especially when he is a replication of a science experiment gone wrong. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, that's why I thought he went through her phone more than anything because or like copied this stuff from her phone because I don't really see other like what else she could possibly have. Maybe um, the location of Bruce's I, night I That's all I was going to yeah. say, Bruce isn't on world. But his lab is still there. That's true. With all of his data. That's true. And all his tech from television. But that's all I was thinking too was in relation to Bruce. Cause to be fair too, I mean, Bruce's blood's the one who did it. At yeah. The end of the well, day. at the end of the day, everybody's here because of Bruce. So Well, very true. And actually, this all goes back to that darn Steve Rogers. <laughs> Truly. 19 what, was it 41 or 43? All our problems stemmed. Literally all the problems have stemmed from him. Just saying. But regardless. I don't know. I think, I think that's a pretty concrete thing. I, I'm ready because with the thought of Daredevil coming in the next episode or two, I'm thinking this makes sense. I guess I just might, that was my one question though, is like, to me, Daredevil and the leader don't go together. I think Jen will find out somehow. Something's going to be exposed to her that she's she finds out, you know, and I think having somebody like Daredevil come in and kind of maybe be, like, a helpful hand in whatever journey she's about to go on here. Because keep in mind, up until until now, she's, what, faced Titania? Yeah. Like, does that really even count? No. So whatever she... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So whatever she's truly going to be up against here, like... Maybe way be... bigger than anything she's faced before. Yeah, and maybe yeah. it could be definitely beneficial to sit here and have somebody kinda come into town who could be a voice of reason but also kick some butt when needed. And has the experience in doing so. The way that Bruce has experienced being a Hulk, but like Matt has experienced like kicking butt taking names, regardless of whether like how that whole shakes out with the show, it's clear no matter what, like his his show, yeah. it's clear no matter what that He's been Daredevil for a hot minute, and he kind of knows what's up. Can I share a really dumb theory? Yeah. It, it's like <laughs> the seven degrees or six degrees of Kevin Bacon, whatever that is. Like, that's what I, this theory is going to sound like. But obviously, Born Again is going to be, I I feel weird saying reboot. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to be- work it. Well, because I don't think it's going to be, it's not one, well, it's not, not going to be an origin. Like it's it's gonna be like we we hit the ground running, almost like we even did with She-Hulk, even though it wasn't origin short or Spider-Man, really. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see it being an origin at all. So I think this is gonna sound weird, but the leader gets her blood. Okay, say he wants to do scientific stuff on it, but honestly, now we also have to think he's evil. So he's probably taking, and I when I say taking orders, I don't mean like being ordered around. Literally taking orders, like you would with a shop. There are probably people out there who would. And I said this before, do anything to have a Hulk's blood and be able to One use it. One of those characters could be a certain General Ross. Oh, see, I wasn't going there yet. Can I just quickly, there was something I saw on the internet today that made me squeak. Like, I don't even know. What is a squeak? A mouse? My squeak. Sure. sure. I was going to say squeaky toy. That works too. <laughs> like a dog with a squeaky toy. Like I was this excited. There was a rumor by a relatively, you know, reputable source comicbook.com i trust them with a lot of rumors saying that marvel studios i'm going to say this so dramatically because this is a big deal is looking at none other than the harrison ford to replace the actor william hurt who died who played general ross to take over the mantle as red hulk in the thunderbolts harrison ford indiana jones han solo general ross Red Hulk, possibly, possibly. I, yes, but I'm yeah, just but saying. You're listing what he's been in, and then you were like General Ross, and I'm like, I'm just that's a The past, and now we're moving potentially into the future. Well, regardless, that's not where I was gonna go because my theory is stupid, but I want to put it out there. Okay. Either way, gotta set the stage again because I was interrupted. Okay, but that was like a big piece of news that I was very excited about, and I think a lot of our listeners Mystery. are gonna be saying, okay, I'm sorry." Either way. This guy's evil. I think, you know, he wouldn't be against taking orders. I mean, he's also scientifically very gifted, and that was 15 years ago. And that was before. Exactly. So truly, and remember, there are some wacky things you can do with science that we shouldn't do with science, yet there are people out there willing to do it. Steve Rogers? Yeah. It all goes back to Steve. (laughs) But anyway, what if... What if? We have a certain large man in New York City who might want to buy some of these things, or have him create something for him, or someone, or I guess something is probably still better, <laughs> for him. And who would go on that radar of of a certain large man, if he's trying to be up to something that's not too good in New York City, a certain daredevil? Yeah, well, and let's not forget, in the Daredevil show, Kingpin, albeit in my opinion unknowingly, works for the hand which if you guys are unfamiliar because i truthfully was very unfamiliar before i got into the defenders the hand is this like clandestine organization they've basically figured out how to live forever and bring people back from the dead and like all of this stuff and kingpin wasn't really into that whole bring people back from the dead part of it because he was in jail but also i don't really know how deep he was in like what he was funding but He was connected to those people. Now, in that series, they've been taken care of. That was the point of the Defenders. But, you know, I don't know. Like, he has been aligned with some crazy science. I don't know that I would call what they do science because it's kind of got a mystical element to it. But he's been working with people in that kind of realm before. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Well, and, you know, I want to bring that up again because, you know, we talked about Kingpin from the get-go. Yeah. And so I think that's a big contender to still rely on. And I see that being the connection that brings Dare... And good did okay, we see Daredevil, his helmet was in, you know, a couple episodes ago. And I remember making the joke. What? King Hulk? I assumed that was oh the leader. Oh my god, I didn't even think about it. I assumed it was the leader, but... It still could be the leader, but definitely... But there's another option. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Well, and that's why I'm sitting here and I'm like... You know, I remember making the joke, oh, Daredevil's, you know, he's only coming to LA for, like, an outfit. Like, how funny. But at the end of the day, he also put it in a box as if he was going to ship it anyway. Like, he might not have been just coming to LA just for that reason. I would not be surprised if he's been put on the radar of a certain someone's blood all of a sudden on the market and falling into the wrong hands. And that's what pulls him into being in LA because... In the trailer that we have gotten, we did see him talking to her and saying, Listen, you know, Jen can do what she can do in the courtroom, but She can do more outside. Yeah. And obviously, he's having a heart to heart. He's having an inspirational, like, he's talk Matthew. With her. He's not Daredevil in yeah. that moment. So that's why I have to sit here and think like, that's almost like a, a Tony and Peter moment of like, you got to learn that you got to have responsibility. Yeah. Like, you're a superhero now. You need to think like one. You're a threat to everybody out there that makes them a threat to you. Yeah. And so I actually think, like, you know, Matt's going to be the one to drive that point home at the end of the day. And so I see that being a very clear connecting line in my head. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, now that you pointed that out, I think that makes sense. I think where I was struggling was we had kind of moved away from the kingpin element. And that's where I was like, I don't see the line between the leader and Daredevil. But if we're going to bring in kind of who could be in the market for the leader's goods? Like, then it starts to make a little more sense and bring in, well, that's you know, why the Daredevil elements. Yeah, and that's why I said it's a little wild. It's a yeah. little bit of that, like, couple degrees, you know, but it's a possibility. And I, I know we were so passionate about the Kingpin at the beginning. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly wouldn't be too surprised. I also think maybe Kingpin's literally the one paying him to get the blood. Bankrolling the whole thing. Yeah. yeah to have I him go after her. You know, like, I i am not. Because that wrecking crew seemed to ride right up his feet. Well, actually, you know what I thought of too? What happens at the end of Hawkeye? He gets shot in the face. Yeah, but we don't have a for sure timeline. I'm trying to think if there's anything to give it away. There's nothing. There isn't. So that's the other thing. There are some things that we have been gotten some concrete answers about from She Hulk, which I can deeply appreciate. That's not one of them. We have not gotten a concrete answer of where this lies with, with uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I could see him using it as a way to heal himself from the shot in the face he got from Maya. I mean, he's we're going to have to have some explanation to that one. Well, but, that's what Echo is for. <laughs> no, but I know. That's what I mean. Like, it's not going to be a, a long cliffhanger. We have something slated already that's going to give us an answer. But, you know, maybe, but we haven't gotten confirmation on where each thing lies. Yeah. This one's going to be fun. I'm really excited for the next two episodes. I think we were both kind of bummed with how things kind of rolled in the middle, and we were less enthused, but seven's got me going again, and I'm really excited. The only thing that upsets me, almost, is, like, if one through three was good, and then four through six was, like, and now we're picking it back up at seven, I'm going to assume eight, nine, I'm like, then why didn't we do six episodes? Yeah, like, even- And I hate saying that. Yeah, but, like, even if they're shorter, like, I get that they were doing the WandaVision shorter episodes, more episodes model, I get it. But, like, if you don't have enough content to fill nine weeks, you don't have to fill nine weeks. Just do enough content that makes it worth it. Yeah. Because, honestly, that's a little bit how I felt, and I don't need to get into it again because I talked about it last week. But even with Titania, like, it felt weird. Yeah. Like, I will probably- this is probably going to be the only show I go back and watch from beginning to end once they're all out to feel like I feel if there's cohesiveness because I think- the one thing I don't like about the week-to-week is I feel like I- don't know if I know like if the past episode flows as nicely as I think it should into the next episode so I will probably go back and because it's a little shorter I feel like I can probably do that just to kind of be like did this feel as out of place now looking back at it as I thought it did or does it actually go together and I'm not like overthinking or I'm just overthinking it yeah we'll see but I don't know about you, I have said all of my things, I'm getting the in-person thumbs up tonight, <laughs> so uh, we're going to call that an episode on She-Hulk episode 7. I think it's no secret we are back on the She-Hulk train, we've been re-enthused by episode 7, we're coming into our last hour of content, It's. I think it's going to be a big one and I'm super pumped. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So if you guys are looking forward to keeping up with us while we cover the last two episodes of She-Hulk and also Werewolf by Night, which comes out not this coming week, but the week after, we will be doing a short little episode with that as well. Then you should definitely subscribe to us if you haven't already on your podcast platform of choice. If you're already enjoying the show, we would seriously appreciate a rating or a review. Love to hear from you. Love to know what you love or don't love about the show. Also, you can check us out on Redbubble, where we have all kinds of merch to help support the show. And last but not least, certainly not least, you can check out our blog, where, as Katie mentioned earlier in the episode, we have a little bit more concise explanations, <laughs> maybe a little more thought-out explanations, some extra context, extra research. So if you're just looking for some supplemental content, you can definitely check that out. Also, linked in the show notes below. Make sure you guys are also following us on Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. Really, everything's there, so just make sure you're giving us a follow so you're keeping up with everything. I, I what Taylor was saying it earlier. I'm like, keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I feel like we could make like our own version. I don't know. We'll have to figure something out there. Because we're always telling you guys to keep up. But definitely keep up. Um, as Taylor mentioned, we'll do an episode, a little short episode for Werewolf by Night. We'll also be, in the next two weeks, wrapping up She-Hulk as those last two episodes come out, which seems so weird to say. Um, and then that's the end of the shows so for 2022 already. We will then still be covering, obviously, the brand new Black Panther that will be out in early November, so keep an eye out then for those two episodes, the predictions, and the reactions, and we're pretty much wrapping up 22 as far as what Marvel's giving us. Of course, we'll give our own content in the meantime, but just giving you guys a little slate of what's coming up. Also, make sure by the time you're listening to this, our October newsletter will have already come out, but make sure you guys are signing up and subscribing to that just to keep up once again with that (laughs) content that we are producing and you guys can kind of stay up to date with everything and read some great stories and and thoughts so keep up with everything keep up with marvel and us and i'm just i'm saying it now it's our new catchphrase yeah you know to keep saying that i'm doing it for fun but keep up with everything because marvel just blew your mind so let's talk about it